Hey guys, and welcome back to Breaking Apostolic Taboo. My name is Alicia Kreger. And I'm Bailey Romans. And we are back. Uh, we just ended our season. Season? We're not a TV show. <laughs> we just ended our um, series on pornography. Yeah. Um, Bailey started the Redeeming Sexuality book uh we're super excited about that um it has so many great information so much great yeah. information in it i'm not um, only doing it on here but we're fixing to start it in my church so oh yeah that's awesome it's it's lovely to hear um yeah. we're so excited uh man it's been a minute since we've uh, recorded together and it feels like it it's been a hot minute um and wow what a mm. What a past few months it's been. Yeah. I know we've mentioned it on um, a few of our other episodes where we're just, like, tired and we just feel like um, it's just kind of weighing on us, you know? Yeah, but whenever uh, we really started talking about pornography and why it's affected the church so much and the things that we can do to maybe um, prevent that and or um, on the road to recovery of such a things like, we uh we really started getting hit with a lot of things yeah um, and it took us kind of hitting bottom yeah to realize like I, I pointed out to alicia one day she was having a bad day that was a <laughs> horrible day it was one thing after another that day yeah it literally like i uh messaged one of my friends and i think i i messaged i know for sure i messaged bailey because she really helped me through it all um, but I was one, I was in my car, just like having literally an emotional breakdown. I mean, I haven't, I haven't cried and like felt that much pressure in months. Um, it's, it's even longer than months. It's just, it's been a hot minute since like I've ever felt like that. And then the next 24, 48 hours were just like an overload of emotion. It was horrible. I mean, the next day, I was sitting there, literally on my, on my living room floor, hyperventilating, like having a full blown panic attack, and it was. Just- I was just like, when I when I put two and two together, I realized that since we started <clears throat> talking about pornography, we have been fighting, and not even honestly, I feel like talking about the pornography really was like it hit like the head yeah you know but i think we've both been facing things ever since we started this podcast yeah you know i think we that, have had um, so much stuff thrown at us yeah and the thing is i think it's just crazy to think that like ever since the beginning of this podcast we've really been like facing you know um adverse facing the adversary and like facing mm-hmm. a lot of the things and like having a lot of yeah. things come against us and then whenever we really started hitting on pornography and really started, it like, diving heavy. deep into that, it, like, got yeah. heavier. And, like, on one side, we were like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but then on the other side, we were like, well, we're doing something right. Yeah, we were doing you know? something right. Because I think that, like, like we've said in the whole entire series, like, it's, a, it's an addiction that a lot of people have that we just don't talk about and it's just time to talk about it so we can get on the road to recovery yeah so we can get rid of that guilt and that shame that's been holding us back yeah we just wanted to like let y'all know like it was we were just fighting the enemy and that's really what it was i mean i had a full mental breakdown sunday 
Yeah, I haven't, I haven't done that in a long <clears throat> time. I just got really overwhelmed and things started hitting me at once and it overwhelmed me. And I was like, where is this coming from? Because I've been fine until like I'd been doing pretty good. I mean, even though I lost a friend, I almost lost another friend of mine and just like, it's just been, it's yeah. been, uh, it's been a month. Let's just say <clears throat> April, 2021 was, <laughs> Whoa, oh, was 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 a was one for the books, yep. not in the good part. But uh, we have made it out. We we're still fighting some things, you know. We're still we're still pushing through some things. But um, I think after that, it just kind of goes to show that like, <laughs> even if you hear the dogs, apologies. Um, I think this just kind of goes to show that everyone goes through struggles, and we on this podcast don't want to present like perfect christians yeah you know like yes we walk with god yes we talk with him daily but still there are things that like things on this earth that really just come against us you know and that like just weigh us down because we're human beings you know yep um and so we just wanted to really um share that as well that Mm -hmm. um if y'all are going through things that you feel like god doesn't care or you know um that he that it's too little for him or that you know like it's not um he does care what you care about he cares about he cares about the little things he cares about everything that you do even though i've been struggling so much this past month i will say me and my husband have had the best month two months financially we've had in a long time and i mean that just proves and like you got a blessing when you were having a bad day that could have cost mm-hmm. you a lot of money yeah. to fix your car and someone just stepped in and took care of it yeah for sure and i mean like it's just god shows like hey i'm still taking care of you yeah like it it, it may weigh us down mm-hmm. you know but god's like i think this just goes to show that maybe we as human beings get in our heads too much you know and we really have to put faith and we really have to put trust in god and it can be scary for people who um <coughs> sorry my throat um, who don't necessarily, uh, yeah, believe like we do, I or guess, or, or have that relationship. And I know it's really, really difficult, um, believing in something that, and that you can't see. Yeah. So, um, you know, this past month just, uh, just really goes to show both of us that, you know, he's got this, he's got us mm-hmm. in our hands and, you know, we just wanted to share that with you too, because yeah. we all go through struggles. We all go through things like this and it may weigh weigh a lot on us and we think that other people don't care but well, we think that god doesn't care but he does care you know that's why that's why he's there he wants to hear all of your struggles you know he wants yeah. to help we just wanted to share that because we felt like y'all would want to know so this week's episode i feel like i'm not qualified to talk on because <laughs> okay i know a lot of single people they have these standards especially in the app culture they have these standards pushed on them that they need to be married by the time they're 20 or or if you're not in a serious relationship by the time you're 18 yeah um then there's something wrong what are you doing and i can't talk because i met my husband when i had just turned 17 years old we got engaged and got married i was married two weeks um after i had turned 19 so and I can't, so, I'm not very qualified to talk on the subject, but um, I have someone who is. However, I am uh, 23 years old and still single, and you know what? And I'm 23 years old and been married for almost five years. Yeah, so <laughs> while we, uh, we're we so different, 
um, in that aspect completely. Uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about singleness. Yeah. Um, we, I say we, Bailey had made a post on our Instagram mm-hmm. and she had uh, yeah, asked some of the questions. I don't have them because my phone is being stupid. Um, she had asked some of the questions that we that y'all wanted to hear about singleness. But I guess uh, to lead it off, um, I guess I'll give my story about why I guess I'm still single, you know? Um, which is weird to say that, like, at this point, I think it's a choice between myself and God. Um, for so long, I thought that uh, I had to have a guy, you know, a man to make myself complete and really start my life and really start my ministry um and when I was in bible college like all around me people were in relationships and people were were getting engaged and getting married and then after that you know people are are having kids and you know it's just like they have this this whole family and yes there is a part of me that yearns for that there is the part of me that like wants that because as a woman, you know, I do have that, that, that motherly desire and that's something I really want to be in life. But I think for right now, for where I'm at, like, I, I, I really like being single, like, cause yeah. there are things that I can do for God and just not even for God, but like for myself to, um, to where I don't have to, I guess, relay that information or have to worry about anything like that. Um, like right now, if God calls me somewhere across the country, you know, I don't have to worry about anything except between me and my pastor. Yeah. You know, I don't have this family that I have to uproot or anything like that. You Um, know, and one thing I'd like to add to that, like from somebody who's married and who's been married for a little while, you really get to spend your first half finding out who you were yeah now for me the way I was I really didn't go to high school Mm -hmm. um and I kind of had to grow up a little bit fast because of the situation I was put in and whatever I was homeschooled I was an only child I was my mom and dad treated me like I was grown they they didn't want me to feel like you know what I really want so I I I grew up pretty fast and so I felt like that was a lot of my learning years that but most of the time that happens when you're 18 to 25 26 Mm -hmm. and so I feel like you get to really experience like having I wish I would have like I say this I think I said this in our Bible college episode sometimes I wish I wouldn't have gotten married so soon because I would have been able to experience living in a dorm and having these really close friends and having I didn't get to experience that because I was married I had my husband I lived off campus I you know so a lot of single people get to experience things unhindered and I'm not saying marriage is a hindrance yeah that's um, I mean no for sure not. but because um, I still did a lot of things in whatever but it really it's freeing to not have yeah because to, I think in a marriage it's not just you that you have to worry you about, about you other person, yeah. your other person your your other half you know because yeah. that's who God ordained you to be with and if and if you are blessed to find your person that soon in life mm-hmm. congratulations you know I wish <laughs> all the best for you you know like I wish you know God that y'all I was lucky you know you you're extremely lucky um, but for those of y'all who haven't, like, it's perfectly fine. Be content in where you are right now, I think, is the only thing that I would really like to say to people who are still single. Um, it took me a lot to get to where I am. Um, 
And I know God's going to send me somebody and I know God's going to put that person in my life at the correct time, you know, but if I go out looking and I try to find, it's not going to work. You know, I've done that and it's not, it never works out that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it just, it all comes down to, I, I, and yes, what she said as well. Um, whenever you're in a relationship, you really don't know who you are. Um, I remember speaking with one of my friends and, uh, she was so ready to get married to this dude, but she was 16 years old. And I'm like, I don't understand that because as a 16, as a 16 year old, you don't think you're a child, but when you grow up a little bit more, you'll realize that being 16, you're, you're a child. You're literally a baby. Um, and I say that like, I'm like all wise and whatever. No, I'm still a child. I, I like, I'm young compared to some people's standards, you know? <clears throat> and I have to take that into consideration, like knowing like, oh, I'm only 23. I could be living well until I'm a hundred. Yeah. You know, if I the Lord carries. The other day. I told my mom, I, I, lo- I realized the other day, I'm only 23 years old. I have accomplished so much. Most people don't need have by my age they have not done like half of what I've done I've had a lot of experiences that most people don't usually get until they're in their 30s or 40s I'm like whoa I'm only 23 what else am I gonna do like yeah so um I mean it in uh it's it's just like it's a really good thing to like be single and find who you are you know because like whenever you get married um you have this other person that you have to and you really have to work through a lot of things you know so just just thrive in the singleness you know um because you you're you're able to do a lot of things like yes there's still going to be that desire to to be a wife or to be a husband and to be a parent you know but but also whenever that does come in as you're as a single person you can put god above all things god above all else and ministry above all else yeah you know but whenever you get married and you you start developing that family it becomes god family ministry you know because that's the people that god placed in your life that's the people that god needs you to help with you know I just, and like growing up as someone apostolic, um, a lot of the times you're raised to like, it's like driven into you. Like you're going to grow up, you're going to get married, you're going to become a minister, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. And I think that's why we have a bunch of single people that feel, you know, and then, and then when you're, when you are single, you have all the old ladies coming up to you like, when are you going to get married, sweetheart? Or, or or they'll pull the whole, oh, he's coming, or oh, she's coming, sweetheart. Like, just don't assume, like, don't assume that I'm sad in my singleness. Yeah, no. Like, d- just don't assume it because, like, you don't know. I could be uh, with 30 flirty and thriving, okay? Yeah. Hello. I mean, also, there are there are people that don't need to be married young yeah and and getting married doesn't define your worth also like you are worth the equivalent of you in a marriage or without a marriage you know like your worth is not defined by i take thee to be my wife my lawfully wedded wife or husband Mm -hmm. you know that's not defined by your worth don't put your stop 
in a relationship either. You know, don't be like, oh, my life is going to be complete yeah. whenever I get in a marriage or I get in a relationship. Like, no, the only way your life is going to be complete is by filling that hole with the one and only person that can be, mm-hmm. that can fill it. You know, and that's Jesus Christ. Yeah. Putting another, putting that much faith in man is going to leave you disappointed and heartbroken. Yeah. It really is. You just really had to find that relationship between you and God, you know, and yes, he cares about your feelings and yes, he, he, he wants to put that person in your life, you know, but you really, really have to realize that like, if you're unhappy in singleness, you're not going to be happy in marriage. You're going to be unhappy in marriage. Yeah. You know, like you really have to find your, your happiness, you know, with where you are in life and with who you are and with what you are. You know, um, you really can't walk into a relationship with, I, and I don't want to say baggage, but you know, you, we all have issues, you know, Bailey, Bailey walked into a marriage, um, maybe not having all of her issues sorted out. Yeah, definitely. You know, and, and whenever you do that, you're not, whenever you're single, you take those issues out on yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, and you really berate yourself. Whenever you get into a marriage and you don't work out those issues, you start taking it out on your husband or your oh, wife. Oh, yeah, definitely. Or if I would have like gotten that. it figured out before him, I mean, I'd be a different person. Yeah, and I mean, so it just, it, like, there are things in my life that I went through. I was, I mean, I'm not going to say that I was a terrible person, but I was a terrible person to myself. Mm-hmm. I remember, um, well, I mean, we've talked about it before. We've talked about self-harm. But I remember having this little box full of note cards and full of mean and hateful words on them. I mean, like, um, you're vindictive. I would see these to myself as I'm writing them. You're vindictive. You're manipulative. You're fat. You're ugly. You're gross. Um, No one's ever going to love you. You're not worth anything. You know, and every single time I would mark... I would mark a word like that on those little note cards. I would also, you know, self-harm every single time I did it. And, like, those are major, major things that I don't want to bring into a marriage, you know, because I was taking them out on myself. And while I was single, and if I had gotten married at that time, like, it would stop being your to myself and it would stop being well my husband is manipulative my husband is vindictive and like that's really not that's not the best mindset at all to walk into a for sure I can say that for a fact if I said so many mean and hateful things to Taylor when we first got married Mm -hmm. I was an awful person when we first got married I was so mean and there was like one time I may talk about it next week so I'll just have it for next week there was one time like I was just uh, he was like I didn't even know who you were mm-hmm. at that point we were engaged and he was like oh my god I'm fixing to marry this lunatic <laughs> and he's joking but anyways I, I was a really awful person and I took it out on him first year of marriage first second year these last two years have been really some of your best good yeah yeah, I think, and I mean, that really just goes to show that, like, 
they always say the first two years of marriage are the hardest. They are. And I honestly believe that, you know, because if you, if you walk into it so, so young and so, um, naive, you know, thinking that marriage is this perfect thing. And then there's people that have kids in those first two years. Yeah. And we're not even, we're not even talking about marriage. We're not talking about that that next week (laughs) or the week after, but this week is singleness and like, you really just like marriage isn't a fix all. It's no. not a problem solver. No. Like, and I being hate when single, treat it that way. It, we really do. But being single, I think people treat it like a disease. Mm-hmm. People treat it like, oh my gosh, this this girl is single or this guy is single. We need to find them. We need to fix them. A significant other. And I'm like, um, actually, I don't need a man to do anything. God is going to place the person in my life when I'm ready for it and when he's ready for it. Yeah. You know? Um, I wish people would realize that like there is a time and there is a season for everything. And maybe right now God wants you single because he wants you to, to really get a relationship with him, to really dive into the word, to really dive into your ministry and figure out maybe what your ministry is, Yeah. you know, um, because if you don't know what your ministry is, every, every person has a ministry. And whenever you're single, you can focus solely on your ministry. But if you're looking for that significant other, you know, and God is ready to place that person in your life and you don't know what your ministry is. It might not align with your spouse. Yeah. And if that's the case, but you, you can't divorce because you're locked in for yeah, it now. Now, now. now you get to pick. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, well, which which ministry, you know, doesn't get the attention that it should have gotten if I had married somebody yeah. who, you know what I mean? And like, I really respect um, dating couples that break up because they realize like that their ministry pathways are not where they're supposed to be. Yeah. And like, maybe- they're not on the same wavelength. And so they decided to, to split up. I'm like, well, I'm glad you figured that out now. I'm glad you didn't yeah. get married and then figure that out. Yeah. So- and I think that really comes into the singleness period, that singleness waiting room is find out who you are, find out what your ministry is, find out what your talents are. Find out what you like, what you want, you know, because and single people get used just as much as married people do. They do. And hey, possibly they could get even used even more, you know, because yep. you have this, this sole person that you get to focus on and that's yourself. Yep. You know, you get to go wherever God wants you to go and you don't have to, I, I don't want to say uproot which even though I said it earlier, but you don't have to uproot a whole entire family. It's just Mm -hmm. yourself. And as long as your pastor agrees with it, as long as that's where you feel God wants you to go, Mm -hmm. then, you know, that's, that's beautiful. You don't have to worry about a a spouse or children, you know? And like, and I, it's just people treat it. People treat singleness like a disease. And when it's really not, when really being single for me right now is some of the, the best years that I've had these past two years have really just like shown me that I don't need a man. My worth is not defined in a man. Yes. I want that, Mm -hmm. but my life isn't going to be quote unquote complete. Whenever I find that my quote on my life is complete in God. Yeah. You know, like that's where I'm supposed to be. That's anything else he gives me after that is literally going to be a blessing to me. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, I mean, Jesus was single. (laughs) Jesus Christ was single. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like, that's 
I, being single, I get to solely dedicate my life to God and the ministry and, you know, everything else that I can put forth my, my soul into, you know, and it's really, really nice. And anything else out of that, I mean, like, if he wants to bless me with a husband, if he wants to bless me with kids, like, that's great. My heart's desire is to be a mother. Mm-hmm. You know, that is what, but my, my overall goal in life is to be Christ-like, mm-hmm. you know, and to be, to be one of his, mm-hmm. you know, and I guess I'm in this waiting room of singleness. And if it turns into a doctor's office where this is where I'm supposed to be for my rest of my life, then, you know, I've got to make peace with God on that. Have I? No, but am I willing to? Yes, I am. Because yeah, being single outweighs, being single in God outweighs being married outside. Yeah. For real. We're going to interrupt today's episode to let you know about something you can do to help us out here on Breaking Apostolic Taboo. We have set up through Anchor a listener support. You can donate however much you want to. It can be monthly. It can be a one-time donation. All of these donations will help towards either getting us some better equipment or whatever extra money we have and whatever money we gain that doesn't get used on on the podcast directly. We will give to Amherst or a charity, anything um, we see fit. Um, If you would like to become a listener supporter, you can see in our show notes, there should be a link or you can go to Anchor um, or on Anchor to our Breaking Apostolic Taboo um, page and you can become a listener supporter there. So if you would, that would be great and help us out and help us maybe get some recording equipment and help us, um, or we can give to Amers or to the Children's Mansion, whichever we see fit to do that month. So thank you so much. And that's all I have for this. I've come today to tell you about an amazing opportunity you have coming up. June 17th through the 19th in Wentzville, Missouri, RKR Global Training is coming to the U.S. Um, RKR Training is usually done in Latvia, and they're bringing it to the U.S. this year. And um, the the mission of the RKR Global Training Center is to equip people through on-site and online training to fulfill the call of God on their lives. Um, RKR Global Training Center focuses on equipping people with the knowledge and practical skills to be effective in evangelism and church planning. The curriculum covers topics like multicultural ministry, disciple making, spiritual warfare, gifts of the spirit, evangelism, and leadership. And we are super excited. Me and Taylor will be attending the RKR Global Training. This is a great opportunity that you may have not gotten to experience because it is, you know, usually it would be a mafia. Um, so it just a couple of things. Um, come expecting practical ministry training, spiritual impartation and empowerment, miracle signs and wonders, and opportunities to minister in the streets. Um, we are super excited about this, and it is $30 a person, and we just want to let you know you can go to RKR Global Training Center and get registered today.
Okay, so we'll, we have a couple of questions that were asked. Um, so the first one is, do you ever get jealous of your friends that are in relationships or that are married? Uh, definitely. I think yeah, everyone does. I think every single person does, at least on some extent. Yeah. My flesh does, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, because I want... Cause anybody who's single wants that. God made you to want yeah, better. God made Adam and, and Eve. Yeah. God didn't make Adam. Yeah, he made Adam and Eve. He made Adam and Eve. You know, so there's this... There, there's this desire and this longing to be in a relationship and to be married. Yes, but so yeah. Whenever I do see my friends who are who are married or you know getting engaged or getting in relationships, like yeah, there is that that tinge of envy, that tinge of just like ah, oh, I kind of want that, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's not it's not abnormal to feel that. I think everyone feels that, you know, but. Yeah. I think for me, especially what outweighs it is just me being happy where I'm at, you know, like, yes, I want that. And yes, if God wants me to have that in life, it'll come, you know, whenever it comes. So, but I think every single person who is single can vouch for, yeah, "Yeah, we get jealous sometimes. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just like, you see all these people, you see all these happy people, you know, smiling, everyone happy sometimes. Yeah. Anyways. Um, you know, you see all this fake happiness and real happiness, you know, and you're just like, I want that, you know. So I think, like, every single person can wholeheartedly agree that, yeah, there are times that we get jealous. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you judge your married friends? <laughs> I love um, this answer. Do I judge my married friends? I guess the question would be in what aspect in their marriage is their marriage is between them and God. Yeah. I'm not going to step foot into that at all. Um, Do I judge maybe sometimes the way they do things or maybe how they communicate? Oh my God. Maybe. I feel like I'm getting added. Uh, (laughs) But it's just maybe because like, (laughs) maybe uh i think mine has to do with my home situation Mm -hmm. growing up you know uh yeah me and taylor talk wasn't there a two-parter to that question um well her next one was um what we the oh yes 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 yes, yes, yes. okay um because my my answer kind of dives into that second one but i don't judge them um in their marriage itself because i do believe that's between them and god yeah you know Maybe the way that they do things or communicate, yeah. sure. Like, but it's not one of those like judges, like, huh, type yeah. of judge, you know? Like, those. There's probably definitely some people out there that are that way. Yeah. But I think if it's a friend, I think if you're true friends with them, you wouldn't be judging their yeah, marriage. No. Like, and if you do judge their marriage, like, are you true friend? Are you yeah. a true friend with him? The reason why she's adding me when she says communication is because me and Taylor. If you heard me and him talk to each other and you did not know us, yeah, you true. probably would think me and him hate each other. True. Or that we were siblings. True. Because we literally pick at each other like we are siblings. Yeah. Accurate. And so and, and, yeah, people would probably think we hate each other's guts. The second <laughs> half of her question was, why is it such a big deal when your married friends have a, a small disagreement or a fight? 
<laughs> well, okay, listen. I'm over I can, I can say this. Every time me and Taylor, like, start, have, like, a slight disagreement or our tone and voice changes. Like, like, they, like they change, like, half a step. At least okay. he's like, okay, can y'all stop? <laughs> and I'm like, what? We're not even mad. Okay, a few <laughs> things to that. For anybody who is single and experiencing the fights and arguments between the married ones. Uh, one, uh, that, that is also from my past where little bitty things like that would, yeah. would snowball effect into yeah. bigger things. Um, but I've gotten better about that, thank God. Yeah. Uh, the second thing, man, I don't know. Does it's it just, just make like, you a, uncomfortable? I, yeah, it just makes me a little bit uncomfortable because I'm like, are they about to fight? And if so, should I be here? Oh, You yeah. know, like. It's like a fight or flight thing. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, my brain, like, goes like, um, is this private? Like, <laughs> should I be here for this? Like, do we need to leave the room, I you know? I will say, there have been times me and Taylor have fought in public that I'm like, these people shouldn't have seen this. I'm so sorry. Right, yeah. So it's just like, it's one of those, like, uh, is this like, or it's or like where you're literally, I think what makes it uncomfortable in this situation is because I think for me, especially being single, I'm sitting there and I'm like, what I want somebody to listen to this conversation if I was married, should I be listening to this conversation? Um, <laughs> will it escalate? And if it does, what do I do? You run. <laughs> you know, like uh, fight or flight. I think I'm going to flight, bro, get, get up out, out of here. here. So I think, I mean, like, <clears throat> I think that's the only thing that could possibly make it uncomfortable um, for me specifically. Uh, I mean, like, I can't, I don't know why it is, though. It just is. Like, because I mean, like, it's like a third party, you know, any any third will feels yeah. uncomfortable. I don't care what type of third will you are, oh, yeah. whether you're like one that gets involved or not. There's always this level of uncomfortable. It's probably like this, okay, I'm going to compare it to a feeling I get sometimes when I'm at the hotel. It's probably like this when you're fixing to go inside a room and you know there's people probably in there. Yeah. And you like stick your ear up to the door to like listen to see if you can hear anybody and you hear people like arguing. Yeah, man, that's exactly it. Um, I shouldn't be hearing this. (laughs) That's the equivalent of how I feel. Yeah. I'm like, because we always go through the, it's like, uh, listening to this question, uh, right? Like, should I be, should I be here? Like, is this really where, yeah, I'm like, God, I need to leave. And I think that's what really makes it uncomfortable too, is because I'm like, I need to leave. And I'm like, I can't just get up and leave because then that'll make it even more uncomfortable. So we just awkwardly sit there and uncomfortable, like, oh my God, I should leave. Not you. Not you. You yell at me and Taylor. I do. I do. (laughs) I I have taken that uncomfortableness and been vocal about it. Instead of just sitting there, like, like, mom, dad, stop stop fighting. Like, I'll stop fighting. I feel like if I call them mom and dad, they'll stop fighting. <laughs> it usually does make us stop. Because we're like, both like, what? Random. Random. Well, there already are people that call me and Taylor mom and dad all the time. Like, yeah. There, there is a kid who's like, he's 16 now. Oh my word. He calls, we literally adopted him. So he calls us mom and dad. <laughs> so I guess that just really, I don't, like, I don't know. It's just like, it's between you and him. Yeah. You know, or that's it's what between, makes it it's between them. And yeah, now it's just like me, like eavesdropping. Yeah. Listening to this conversation, like, oh God, is this, is this it? Is yeah. this it? Is this it? Is this what causes them to divorce? Oh my word. Because <laughs> no, no. Taylor would. No, <laughs> not for real though. But, like, I guess that's what it is. Like, you just, I feel like you walked in 
to this private thing. Even though you were sitting there the whole entire time watching it escalate. Yeah. You walked into this private thing and now you have to figure out a way to get at them. Yeah, and for the single friend, I'm, I probably do what Alicia does. Just address the awkwardness and make them stop. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I would say this. Most arguments that happen within a relationship are very petty and don't even need to be in They're the stupidest things. And so... I really think that. One of my one of my recently married friends, um, she called me and she was like, me and him had the stupidest fight. And I don't even remember what it was about. She was like, I was so mad at him and I cannot remember why. Uh, yeah. And I was like... So do you feel dumb? She was like, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd just be like, hey, I'm uncomfortable. Can y'all stop? Yeah, and if you're single and you're in that situation. Or be like, like mom sure. and dad, don't get divorced. And that'll shut them up and make everybody laugh. Yeah, like say something. Like for me, me and her, we always laugh at awkward situations. Yeah. We like to laugh at situations like that. So oh, Lord. yeah, for sure. It's something that I would throw out. Be like, don't get a divorce. Stop that. You know? <laughs> and just like, then they would kind of like look at me and like chuckle a little bit. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> random. Yeah. You know? So. Uh, do you have anything else you want to add? Um, I mean, if if you are single and you are, you know, it's thundering. Oh my gosh, it's about to storm again. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're single, I one of the hardest things though that I will say before we end this officially is living alone. Mm-hmm. Um, being single and living alone, and if you are single and living alone, trust me, I'm with you. It's hard. It's difficult. Um. I'm super thankful I live right next to the church. Yeah. So I am always able to just like walk up in there to the prayer and be like, yo, God, what's up? Let's talk. You know, mm-hmm. never that casually ever do I talk to God. But you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yo, God, what's up? Um, but if you are single and living alone, you are not alone. It is hard. Um, I guess that really just comes into really praying and get that relationship with God. Because honestly, when you have that relationship, you really never feel alone. Mm-hmm. You always feel his presence. You always feel right next. Even when you, f- even when there's like the devil's tempting you and and like trying to come against you, saying you are alone. You know, like yeah. he's right there beside you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Um, but and I know that living alone can be difficult. Um, it is. There are times where it really plays on my mind, but. That's really, really when I reach out to friends that I reach out to, to God and I go to the piano or like I play or something, you know, like I find something to do to take my mind off mm-hmm. of that. Um, and also if you're single and you're living alone and you're like me, you just really have to man up and kill those fighters, man. <laughs> just do it. It That's takes two seconds. They're not going to jump at you. Just oh. get a napkin really quickly and stomp you on it. You can do it. You can do it. You can kill the I'm bugs. married and I can't kill bugs. If you're single and alone and you don't have somebody. That's a lie. I kill bugs all the time. You can kill the bugs. We you have, can do we it. We have ants everywhere in the kitchen. I'm like. <laughs> and you can survive the dark too. Ugh. You can. Thunderstorms are not that scary. I promise. Mm. You can do it. I'm married and I'm scared. Okay. Okay. But you have somebody that you can cuddle. For the people who don't, we can do it. We can get through it. My husband, he would say, "Get off." Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but you have somebody that you can talk to. So, well, you're fine. You can do it. Um, I believe in you. Yeah. Uh, I have to do it. It's hard. Yeah. I will say that the very first time I killed a uh, uh, a spider or something like that, I may or may not have cried. Um. I may or may not have. Y'all will never know the answer to that. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I may or may not have. Anyways, but you can do it. You can power yeah. through it. Really find yourself. Take this time um, to just really get sure in yourself. Not overly confident, but confident in the way God sees you. Yeah. So we're really happy. You know, we're doing... Yeah, this episode was really... I'm really glad we got to talk about this, you know, because Mm -hmm. I feel like it's... We... we, People talk about it and treat it like it is... Oh, we we must you somebody. No, just let me be content where I'm at, you know? Don't push people into something they don't want yet. Yeah, and if you are married and you are pushing your friends to get married and whatever, like... Maybe just take a second and think, like, maybe they won't say it to you, but maybe pushing that on them yeah. maybe hurts I try a bit. really hard as a friend to not, like, I like when you're interested in guys, and but I'm also going to be, like, I'm going to scope out this person. Um, anyways, I do that. Yeah, and I, if you're single and you, you have a, okay, if you're single or you're in a relationship with somebody and your friend says, red flag take oh, that into consideration to me. please take that into consideration i had a really close friend he won't mind me saying this but um he was dating someone and hot every time i'd hear her name i'd get sick mm-hmm. i had a horrible feeling about her she was a good part like she was nice whatever i don't know what all completely happened they end up breaking up and he's like you were right and i was like i told you like i just knew there was something off yeah like it. your your friends will see things that you don't trust see them. trust your friends and okay trust the praying friends yeah okay don't trust the friends who have your best interests in heart mm-hmm. you know but if if you feel like like i remember sitting with a friend and i was like something's wrong Mm-hmm. you know like this is not okay and it turned out to not be okay yeah you know just take your friend's advice into consideration don't don't make life choices based on that mm-hmm. but definitely take them into consideration and definitely yeah. you know try to pray about them yeah. and the deciding factor i think should be your pastor yeah like if my pastor says no that's it i'm done yeah you know for sure. um for sure for sure and if you don't understand why my pastor, if you don't understand why I respect that pa- my pastor's decision like that, then you're definitely not the one. And that's why he did say no. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yep. So, you know, just if you have people in your life that are important and that you start to get in a relationship, you start talking with somebody, um, make sure that, you know, you do take their, their advice into yeah. consideration, I guess. Yep, and so we're really on, not the next episode, but the episode after, we will be having our first guest. We're so excited. We're very excited. Um, We're having Hannah Martinez from Besties for the Resties. Yes! Um, She is a married adult. She has two beautiful little girls. Beautiful little children. Oh my gosh, they're adorable. Anyways, her and her husband have a unique... um, how they met it's so unique i don't know if she'll get to tell it i hope she does um, i i have a unique story i seriously love hannah so much and like, we're going to be talking about marriage and the ups and downs of marriage and some things that may not necessarily get talked about all the time when it comes to marriage and getting married and we're going to discuss it with her i'm super oh <laughs> i'm super excited and we need to go before the storm hits super bad <laughs> So, um, thank you all for joining us this week on Breaking Absolute Taboo. I am Bailey Romans. And I am Alicia Kruger. And let's start talking.